Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. As usual, I'm joined by the main man all the way in Sydney, Australia, Josh Gilbert. How are you? I'm good, Sam. I'm good. But I'd like to add, I'm not the main man today. You are the main man. Uh, it's Mr. Sam North's birthday. So everybody, uh, if we could all give Sam a big happy birthday through your through your phones and through YouTube. And if you follow him on Twitter, make sure you go and say happy birthday. He'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, For those that are watching on YouTube right now, you'll be thinking, I swear Sam's an Arsenal fan. On his birthday, he's been made to do this. Obviously, I lost a bet um last year on the fantasy football josh beat me fair and square by a long way actually i might add um partly because i didn't have most salary in my team which i massively regret so hence the liverpool background the famous cop will be making appearance for this podcast um so yeah and that actually does remind me if you are watching on youtube do remember to like share subscribe all of that kind of thing and if you're listening via uh, your podcast hosts whether that be spotify apple google podcast do remember to um give us a rating good one obviously it helps us with the algorithm and, and that kind of thing and in us looking to, to get more exposure and also to, to bring in special guests uh, as you know we've had people on the podcast in recent times like uh pomp natalie brunel we were just talking about and and, and others too we have in the pipeline uh but yeah josh how you been anyway how's the the new office looks very nice it is yeah very nice new office here in sydney um obviously growing our growing our headcount here in, in sydney required us to have a have a new office so yeah it's beautiful good to be back in the office after a long time working at home got got a couple of nice balconies so we can enjoy the the sun as and when it sort of decides to to come out here in sydney but um but no yeah it's very good to be back in and i'm mixing with everyone once again awesome we've we've got a heat wave here again in the uk uh this week 34 degrees has been chucked around at the back end of the week and the last one almost put a few people over the edge i think this one's gonna be no different um on the podcast today i mean we've got to talk about the u.s inflation number uh we can also talk about crypto which has had a very good rise in recent times then we can finish up by talking about uk gdp which was released on thursday how does that sound yeah sounds good to me i mean it'd be interesting to to find out a bit more about the sort of the uk gdp side given given the strong performance we've had from the FTSE 100 this year and obviously the counter to that is the soaring inflation we've got in the uk at the moment so it'll be good to, to to find out a bit more on that lovely i mean the only place to start from those three topics is is going to be with the u.s inflation number on, on monday's weekly webinar outlook i asked ben ladle to summarize his views on, on things at the moment and his response was it's all about inflation 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 um which is so true isn't it um what will you be keeping an eye on from this report i mean many people will be listening to this or watching this after wednesday you know where the report has already come out so you know what could a better number look like for markets what might a worse number look like as well 
Yeah, well, look, markets are nervous, I think, coming into it. We've seen a bit of risk-off sentiment um, over the last sort of few days after a fair bit of positivity. You know, we'll touch on crypto in a moment, but Bitcoin sort of pulled back below sort of 23,000. Um, you know, the NASDAQ and the S&P were both down sort of on Tuesday evening as well. So, um I think, you know, again, we're sort of a bit nervous that we could see that surprise to the upside. But as I say, we've sort of positioned ourselves um, in terms of that rally that we've had in the last um, sort of few weeks, obviously in, in July, that huge rally that we've sort of ultimately positioning ourselves to say, well, this has peaked, right? And US inflation has peaked and, and investors are, you know, sort of believing that. And, and so sort of the number is that we're expecting a drop uh, to 8.7%, lower than the 9.1% that we had in June. And but what is really interesting to know um, is that U.S. inflation typically beats expectations. So since March 2020, only two prints have been below the consensus. Uh, so, you know, if you're a gambling man uh, and you're balancing the probabilities, well, it suggests a, a bit of a beat to the upside. So that's just something to sort of bear in mind. And, and obviously, when we think about the May and June reports, uh, obviously, they came in above even the highest sort of projections. So. You know, we, we have got to remember that um, we, we've we've we might not have had the worst of it yet. Again, it's likely that we probably will see that number come down, um, especially in the headline number because of the decline of crude prices and other commodities. Um, you know that that should show a fall there. But be ready for a rapid reaction if if we do see um you know ultimately um you know a beat because you know the the bigger move could be the relief rallies that would sort of break out if if cpi sort of meets or even misses but again you know if, if it does come in above expectations you're probably going to see a, a bit of weakness but for me i think obviously the main focus now is probably going to be the core inflation so just for a bit of a um, a breakdown what that is it's it's the prices of basically everything excluding energy and food and obviously those have been two of the biggest drivers of of inflation at the moment particularly obviously energy and, and the fed wants to see the impact of its recent policy changes obviously it began raising rates only in march um, making these monthly figures more important so core cpi is expected to have accelerated from 5.9 to 6.1 percent year over year um, but that's only a slightly modest increase of 0.5 percent in monthly underlying inflation um, that we saw in uh, well down from the 0.7 percent sorry that we saw in in june so that's going to be a key number uh, and one that i know that sort of ben has been speaking about recently is sort of that focus and and again last month that was um, something that was was a bit of a focus in terms of um, you know the month over month but as, as as he says it's the most important number in markets at the moment um, and I feel that most investors are starting to believe that this is the peak and that we have priced in most of the bad news but we've had a number of surprises this year um, and I think there probably could still be a few more plot twists along the way you know if we look at some you know commodity analysts they're still calling for oil to to go even higher than what we've got now um, you know, we, we, we've seen some crazy numbers, $200 a barrel, but the fact is, even if we get back above a hundred dollars a barrel, then the inflation picture is, um, you know, is only going to get worse again. So there's still a lot at play, but you know, hopefully the, that number shows that it has peaked and, um, we can start to see a dovish fed, uh, very soon. Yeah. Those who love volatility will be hoping for a really high number or a really, really low number. Uh, for those traders out there. But for those people that do want to some way get involved in this, don't feel like you have to attack that number at 1.30 UK time straight away. You can 
be patient, wait for 15 minutes, wait for an hour, wait for the end of the day to see that reaction because rest assured the Fed will have something to say uh, not too long after it. They'll uh, be on their WhatsApp group and tell uh, and and uh, Jerome Powell be like, look, look, we'll have to get out there and say something or vice versa. So just be a little bit careful. Um, we were talking just before we came on air. I think the next Fed meeting, Josh, we were saying, was it 21st of September, the Wednesday, I think it was? Correct, yeah, 20th and 21st, yeah. So, uh, we, we, I mean, we're over a month away from that, and they said the data dependence, so a long way to go for that, keeping an eye on that core number. Uh, Jackson Hole at the back end of August could be quite interesting uh, if we are to see a really, really high or really, really, really no low inflation number and the fed do need to get some sort of message across um next up let's talk crypto um you know the moves for some of these assets off the lows percentage moves have been quite something i mean i think someone was saying to me yesterday ethereum off the low has done over 100 percent at one point which is which is pretty incredible obviously timing it from exactly that point is is tricky but those who have maybe taken the dollar cost averaging approach are, are happy right now or happier uh is the crypto winter over for you you know what's caught your eye recently is the is the ETH merge going to create the flipping i've seen some people potentially say that i mean give us your your thoughts at the moment in terms of, you know, if we've maybe out of the, the winter, if we've maybe seen the bottom, um, difficult one to obviously call. But I think if we're going to compare it to maybe, you know, the, the equity side of it, then, then maybe yes. Um, it, it, Bitcoin's correlation to the NASDAQ is, is rising again. Had a bit of a fall in early June, um, but it's again up, up around sort of, you know, really high levels, um, highly correlated. So, you know, if we're going to be calling that equities have sort of seen the worst and they're bottoming them, maybe investors are going to feel that the worst is behind us for crypto. That being said, I, I don't necessarily think that this is it. Um, I still think we've maybe got a little bit of downside, but maybe the low is in um, that came in around sort of 17,000. Um, and for me, crypto is, is going to be a leading indicator of, of risk sentiment. You know, are investors feeling confident to, to add that dry powder back into the market? Well, it seems that way at the moment, you know, it's with the moves that we have seen from sort of crypto, as you say, you know, Ethereum pulled back recently, but but was up around about 100% from those sort of lows. Bitcoin again rallying uh, and, and quite a few other altcoins as well. Um, as I say, bit of profit taken over the last sort of few days in the lead up to the CPI tonight. Um, and again, following on from a bit of weakness from equities as well. But if we do see peak inflation and the number, and it's a number that the market likes, then I think we will likely see a change in fortunes for risk assets. And, and Bitcoin and other cryptos will certainly be something to watch. But as I say, um, although even if we do call this as maybe the low in for Bitcoin, I still think there's going to be more downside. And I just, it's, it's not just going to be up from here. There's still going to be that volatility. We might fall back below 20,000 again. We might then get the bulls back in charge and move back, back higher. But, you know, we've got to remember that also that crypto has been one of the hardest hit sectors. So it's, it's not, you know, unusual to sort of see this relief uh, and rally uh, given that, again, some of those assets were down sort of 70, 80, even bordering 90 and plus percent. So you're going to see that sort of relief. There's going to be some contrarian buy opportunities in there that people are looking at. Again, over the last sort of few days, we had some positive news, of course, with BlackRock looking to offer crypto access to its clients. You know, that just shows the sheer demand in the market for the asset right now. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be one of the big drivers in the next upturn. You know, there's still demand there for these assets. You've got one of the biggest asset managers in the world looking to offer its clients access to crypto. 
you, you don't really get much more bullish than that in most cases. Um, and then obviously, again, we mentioned Ethereum. I think the merge is going to be great for Ethereum. Um, it's going to take it to absolutely the next level. Of course, there's always that chance of the flipping. And I think the difference, you know, how I like to think of it is, is if, you know, Bitcoin is, again, um, it's got that technology behind it, but it's not quite there in terms of what Ethereum is and what it can offer. If you look at Ethereum and the, the layer twos and, um, you know, it's blockchain and, and, and how it will you know, probably likely revolutionize a lot of industries. It's unlikely to probably see that from Bitcoin. Um, and, and that's where I think that they're, they're different. But again, Bitcoin is that king and we know there's a lot of Bitcoin maxis out there. But with the merge, um, I'd be wary of it in terms of, you know, being a bit of a buy the rumor, sell the news type of event. Again, we've had this rally up, as, as we said, nearly sort of, you know, 90, 100%. And I just think in, in the sense of the Ethereum merge, you know, transitioning to 2.0, it's going to be a sort of a long-term change. Um, plus, we've got to see if it actually happens. We've waited years for this. It's had so many date changes. I feel like there's been a lot of date changes on it that they probably aren't going to change it uh, now. But again, anything can sort of happen. But what's really important, as I say, in this environment is that we're still developing. We're still seeing continuous developments from assets. You know, we've got, you've got Filecoin. They partnered with Harvard last week. Chili's there in a deal with Barcelona. Um, although Barcelona probably won't pay them, but um, Polygon, <laughs> <No chance. laughs> um, Polygon, they've teamed up with Coca-Cola for NFTs. Um, Polygon also teamed up with Disney uh, not that long ago as well. So there's lots happening, right? There's there's lots going on. So as as an investor, um, and you're looking at it, institutions aren't giving up, and and for me that's huge. They're not turning their backs on this. Yes, we've seen um, obviously sheer price drops. You've had a lot of conversation around, you know, is there still value there? Can we still use it? Look at the end of the day, whether this is going to help, um, you know everyday people is if it's going to revolutionize the the financial industry or whether it's just going to help a cattle farmer actually get his supply chain sorted out so we don't have what we've seen with supply chains over the last two years uh, and essentially the cost of living going up because of these broken supply chains well that's going to change everything that we know in this world so uh, i think either way you look at this um this technology has got a place um in this world for a long time yeah, better macro picture, further adoption, more regulation, and and that's what crypto's needed, and and that has helped uh, over the last few weeks for the rise that we we've seen, and, and just some of those names you're mentioning there is, is is great to see. It is interesting you talk about Barcelona. I imagine if they were a um, a stock, I, I don't know whether they would be higher or lower right now. I mean, because their team is fantastic. Yeah. And the expectations for the year, if they can register their players, are probably pretty high. But then if you were to do a deep dive into, let's just say, their earnings report or their business as a whole, you'd be like, hang on a minute, something below the surface here is not very good. So what would you say? Where would you reckon Barcelona's share price would be higher, higher because of these expectations on the, on the season and because the, their squad is literally the Galacticos 2.0 or lower because they're an absolute mess? It's a meme stock, isn't it? Written all over it. <laughs> it's, it's got like GameStop or AMC. It's up 15,000%. Um, even though it's like, so it's going out and it tells everyone it hasn't got any money, but then it goes right. M&A activity is buying up all these different companies. It's buying it up, but earnings every quarter are terrible. But it's like, well, 
hold on a minute at the end of the year we're going to win millions of pounds because look at look how good we are so yeah, yeah it's definitely and all, all the stock. analysts are like this stock's going to the ground it's useless yeah. <laughs> everything about them and everyone's like uh-uh, nah, i'm buying no. it Short yeah. squeeze 10, 10 the, the, the highest valuation on the market but it doesn't matter it's still going up but yeah we want um, to keep an eye on there i'm sure there's going to be some fascinating outcomes from that um and we haven't heard the last of it i am i'm very sure um i guess we're about to move on to the Bank of England. And I guess if we were to call Bank of England a football team at the moment, they, they feel like <clears throat> a little bit like Manchester United <laughs> in that things aren't good right now. And I don't know if they're going to get any better soon, but maybe if they put some sort of process in, you could start to see a bit of a, of a revival. So for those United fans out there, maybe there isn't quite the light at the end of the tunnel yet, but maybe it's coming soon. Well, it's a mix, isn't it? So if we if we look around the globe for assets that are performing well, well, the FTSE 100 is is still in the green year to date. But also, at the same time, it's it's a country that's uh, is really struggling with inflation, the cost of living, etc. So I don't know how you sort of balance that up. Maybe that is the Barcelona of it. You know, it's <laughs> it's winning trophies, but it's really struggling behind the scenes at the same time. Maybe maybe the UK is Barcelona, um, but. Maybe you can give us some more insight. We've obviously got UK GDP this week. What are we looking for, Sam? What can we expect? Well, it's funny you say the UK is Barcelona because there was a tweet not too long ago where I think it was saying by, it was either by 2030 or 2050 that the UK is going to have the same uh, weather as Barcelona does right now. And the UK in the sun, you can't really beat it. Although I think what you're going to start to see from an investing standpoint, maybe we can do a session on this, is... You know, air conditioning related companies are, are going to do well in the UK eventually. You know, mm. people are going to start to have to get that because of because of the real hot summers that we're going to see. And of course, renewable energy and green energy, etc. I'm sure will do well. But anyway, back to the point at hand. It's been a tough time for so many countries as of late. And the latest comments from the Bank of England after their monetary policy decision don't help that. I mean, there doesn't, as I was saying, seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel anytime soon uh it seems as though the uk is going to shrink for the first time since we were in the lockdown uh january 2021 um where the, the uk gdp reading did sink, uh, shrink there as well so we're expecting that on on the thursday report um as we know two negative readings in a row is a recession uh, and the bank of england recently said the uk is going to be and this is quite remarkable it's going to be without growth for almost two years which is mad. I mean, when you think of it like that, um, add the double digit inflation, <clears throat> I think we were saying 13%, which really re- means it's going to be a lot higher than that uh, for a long per- for a prolonged period of time. And you can see why the UK is that poster child of the world for stagflation. You know, this constant rise of inflation, you're seeing businesses and consumers, you know, reel in their spending habits. And the UK is expected to enter that recession in Q4. It's hard to be positive on anything right now, but the silver lining, as you mentioned there, is that the FTSE is still performing okay, all things considered. I think it's up for the year. If you look at the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the Nikkei, uh, the DAX, they're all down. I think the you know the S&P is still down 13-odd percent, um, whereas the FTSE is up. That weaker pound has, has helped support the stock market. 
Um, and the Nikkei, I think, is down two, three percent. The weaker yen has helped support that as well. So that has helped. So FTSE investors, if you do believe that there's still going to be pound weakness, you can understand people being long. And actually, over the last few weeks, it's been a really nice trade to the upside. Um, it is worth mentioning. I mean, I know a lot of people have probably heard this saying um that the stock market isn't the economy and and that is so true for for right now because the stock market is up for the year you think oh everything's going well it, behind the scenes it's it's uh it's definitely not uh with the actual reading that comes out thursday of course people will be listening to this at any given time but uh, a lot of it is, is going to be priced in we're expecting it to be uh to shrink the the, the number we're expecting there to be more bad news so any less bad news, and that's certainly what we've seen in global markets recently, can be seen as a positive. Also worth keeping an eye on what uh, Trust and, and Sunak are saying, what they're going to do to help things, obviously with energy prices soaring, uh, inflation pushing on, et cetera, et cetera. She, or Trust has mentioned she would cut taxes, reverse the rise of national insurance. So yeah, worth keeping an ear to the ground on, on those kind of things. Yeah, fingers crossed um hopefully you can also get a competent bank of england soon I, I i do think some of the criticism around them has been slightly harsh i mean what could they have done but some of these rate hikes could maybe have been done earlier or or in, in a larger um a larger amount but they don't meet again till september 2 as we said the the fed is on the 21st bank of england not till september so i reckon the, the back end of the month is going to be pretty quiet uh, and I actually don't think Thursday's meeting, uh, Thursday's GDP report is going to be a massive influence on things, but it is one to keep an eye on for sure, especially if it comes in wildly higher, potentially, or, you know, really, really lower. Um, I think the better trading or investing opportunities, you know, come into the not too distant future, especially if we can get some of that less bad news. Um, and we've already priced in a lot of these bad scenarios. So like, we know it's going to be big inflation. We know or suppose that we've been told that we're going to go into a period of no growth for, for a couple of years almost. Anything that gets a little bit better than that, super positive. So that's kind of how I would try look into the future to find that silver lining. Yeah, and I think what's really important with all of this is that everything that we've discussed today is, is it's just starting to get slightly better isn't it you know we're starting mm -hmm. to get less bad news and everything and you know i was watching bloomberg today and there was an analyst on there and you know his comments were look you know in this market you know don't put everything in at once you know keep a bit of dry powder on the side but ultimately these markets are going to move before we realize that the worst is behind us markets are going to start to price this in we've already priced in a lot of bad news already we obviously had that rally up um as we know in july so you know stay invested ultimately that's that's what the conversation was that's what that was you know don't don't leave at this point in time yes again um we might be in that sort of bear market rally there might still be a, be a bit of weakness but also don't move all that dry powder in at once um you know, keep it on the sidelines until we sort of really start to see how this plays out but um you know i think ben had some stats back long but ultimately staying invested um you know has historically rewarded investors longer term rather than sort of pulling out and as we said earlier you know, trying to find those bottoms that as we know um can ultimately be the the hardest thing to do in markets yeah so tricky to time markets whether that be the top or the bottom actually by the way so Absolutely. yeah remaining invested can be uh can be a beneficial uh outcome uh obviously hindsight is always 2020 vision though um remember you can head to the toro academy 
got webinars, you've got podcasts, all of these ones, guides, etc. Uh, if anyone is lucky enough to listen to this before one thirty in the UK time, um, Glenn Goodman and I are going to be doing a, a crypto webinar at half one or oh, one o'clock, and we will cover the inflation reading. So feel free to to join us for that. We'll watch the recording. Um, do you know what? For those that are watching on YouTube, I'm really looking forward to getting my ears back. This uh, this virtual background has cut my ears off, and uh, I look so weird. But um, it looks the... great, mate. It looks great, I, and I, I don't want it to be the only time you're going to sit in the cop. So it's uh, it's great to see you sat there. And yeah, again, just for just for everybody that's probably listening to this, maybe and not watching on YouTube, Sam is sat with a background of the cop. <laughs> Uh, because he lost a bet so just want to clarify that Thanks. yeah man of my word man of my word but uh we're we're arsenal are above liverpool right now so i'm enjoying it while i can <laughs> but uh josh good to have you on as always i will see you next week pleasure to be on and hope everyone has a great weekend yeah back again uh, for another digest and invest take care guys you've been listening to digest and invest from etoro For more information, visit eToro.com.